hear a funny joke? Lay it on me. What does a DJ call his son? I don't know. Eric. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Get it? Eric. Yes. I get it. I've been holding that joke in for a few hours. I was like, I have to start the podcast off with something and I'm going to just start it off really fucking dumb. I'm just like, I'm about to spontaneously combust. This needs to come out. I do have another one for you if you want it. I would love to hear it. What does a drummer call his two daughters? What does a drummer call his two daughters? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anna one, Anna two. I think I like that one better. How oh, rude! I like Eric. I mean, it's cute, but I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> what the hell? They're both good. You don't like my Eric? <laughs> Justice for all the Eric's with the DJ down. <laughs> Man, it doesn't like my fucking. This is a very specific criteria of people you're speaking to. I mean, who knows? We, there could be somebody with a DJ dad named Eric. <laughs> Imagine going to class. Like, imagine if that was actually, like, the way they pronounced the child's name. And they're like, okay, so we've got Anna 1, Anna 2, Marco, Jeremy, Eric. And they're like, actually, it's Eric. (laughs) Okay, poor child. Anna 1, Anna 2, Marco, Jeremy, Eric. (laughs) Where did you find these jokes? Oh, you know, the joke fact. <laughs> so TikTok. Um, you can find jokes in more than just TikTok, TikTok, Twitter. I'm true. Jokebook.com. Is that an actual thing? Jokesformusicians.gov. <laughs> My God. Forward slash Eric. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of jokes, welcome back. <laughs> Hi everybody! Welcome to the fifth inaugural episode of the Between the Fridges podcast. <laughs> My name is Carly. I'm Amanda, and our third host today is Eric. <laughs> shout out to all the Erics. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't. We, no shout outs to Erics. Only Eric. <laughs> My bad. My bad. So if your name is Eric, <laughs> we love you on this podcast. <laughs> You know, you know what else we love, and I see like an arsenal of them here. Yeah. Apparently, um, so Amanda today was like, "Hey, so I know this is like kind of old news, but I have all these lemon lime sodas that I'd like to try for the podcast. Can I do that?" And I'm like, "I mean, did you clear it with the executive producer first? And so she scheduled a meeting with him while he was eating a chicken slim jim for cats and he said meow <laughs> so I, we're taking it as a yes he, so he gave me the green light so you know they're all fucking green also i don't know if he can see colors because he's a cat you know what i never thought of that we'll have to ask him later if he can see, <laughs> he colors. Can see colors right because man imagine if he couldn't see color or at least if he couldn't see green he can only see 50 percent of our promotional materials Oh my, he, he'd just be like, what? Just he's gray, like, oh, gray swirlies. He's like, oh my God, gray and purple slay. <laughs> All right, you're hired. He's like, that works. <laughs> what? 
we'll we'll roll with that. That's cool. So Amanda, as yes. somebody who um, drinks a lot more, um, whatever the fuck you people call it, soda pop. The pop and soda debate cola. is real. That Wait. yeah, that's one I haven't heard in a minute. Is cola. But yeah, as somebody who drinks more uh, pop and soda than I do, you have a one hundred and one hundred percent more drinking ratio of <laughs> um, soda products than I do. Um, tell me why you wanted to have a taste <laughs> test on our podcast today. Okay, so I committed to the bit, so I'm doing the damn bit. <laughs> so when we recorded a couple weeks ago, this was when the whole. Um, hey, we're getting rid of Sierra Mist thing came out from Pepsi. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, all right, I like Sierra Mist. That's cool. But I feel like all lemon lime sodas basically taste the same. So I'm like, whatever. I'm going to (laughs) try. I'm going to try like the the big three, essentially, and see if they taste the same. And I couldn't find any Sierra Mist because Sierra Mist was already pulled from the shelf. My God, that that was the fastest fucking shit I've ever seen in my life. Like, it was like, yeah. Hey, guys, we're pulling Sierra Mist. And then you went to the store and then uh, like the next day. Uh huh. And you're like, I was like, I sent her a picture. I was like, dude, look, all the Sierra Mist is gone starry has replaced it i was like can you imagine though going to a restaurant like that serves pepsi products oh yeah i'm gonna have like 11 iced tea and they ask your your husband or whatever yeah i'll have a starry like ordering a starry at the restaurant that just sounds weird i mean i couldn't tell you because all i order at the restaurant is water or a margarita so that's valid i Ordering a starry seems fine to me. I don't know how this is wrecking your life, but like... It's not wrecking my life. I support your five stages of grief right now. What (laughs) stage are you in? Are you in like the bargaining stage? Like, you know what? If they taste the same, it's totally fine. It's totally fine. I I just feel like they spent a bunch of money. Like, I mean, you know, here's the can. Like, okay, cute, whatever. So um, for our audio listeners, because we obviously don't have cameras, Mm -hmm. um, it's a green and yellow can. With a lemon on it. It's, it's half lemon. Half and it lime. says starry on it. Like, she's cute. But I'm just like, is this about to be basically... That's why I'm like, oh, they all taste the same. But essentially, is this just a fancy, like, hey, we're rebranding shit and having it be the same exact soda? Fucking SodaGate 2023. SodaGate 2023. <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta lay our shit to rest. Yes. All right. I mean, like, you know what? I got, like, the big three. I'm not talking, like, you know, you got a walmart or i don't know tops yeah. or whatever she got Get the sh- your doctor thunder or whatever the hell they call the off-brand stuff she got the shadrach meshach and abednego of lemon life sodas <laughs> over here <laughs> all right so tell the people who are the who are the uh amc who are the nfl finalists <laughs> sitting on our coffee and table? the finalists are <laughs> so we got obviously we have starry boo uh, R.I.P. Sierra Mist. It was pretty good. Uh, we have Sprite. Boo! <laughs> and then we have 7-Up. Boo! <laughs> so, like I said, if y'all think sodas taste different, or I shouldn't say sodas, I just mean a certain type. So, we'll see. So, we got the 7-Up, we have Sprite, we got the Starry. I'm going to try the Starry last. Amanda is going to be the Adam Savage. The Mythbuster. <laughs> Of the um, 
of SodaGate 2023. We're ending it right here, folks. I will test the theory. All right. So I'm opening the 7-Up. I love how I said, hey, Queen, you should probably open these up before we record. I forgot. <laughs> that was like two minutes ago. I don't care. <laughs> you really said, fuck the system. I'm going to do, do what I want. I'm going to do it my own way. <laughs> All right. Do All this. Right. Do this like a coffee tasting. Coffee tasting. I mean, you would know what. what okay, so is there first, a fancy way for me to do so, this. Yeah, I worked at um a coffee shop for six years. Uh, two of them for a total of six years. So, first off, you're the. So, first off, you have to smell the drink. Okay, so I, I'm starting with the Seven Up. It smells surprisingly like, what do we think? Lemon lime. Oh, I wouldn't know that. I don't drink it. So. <laughs> do you want to smell it? No, thank you. <laughs> I'll pass. So, first, you sniff. Then second, you slurp. Do I have to actually slurp it? That's how you get the flavors <laughs> on all of your palates of your tongue. The, the, That's what the they tell you to do. Tongue? The little palates on your tongue, like your little bit apart and your little sweet apart. Your, and your, your taste buds? Sure. <laughs> Palate parts. You gotta do like a <laughs> trigger warning for mouth sounds. Um, all right. You don't I'm have to. Sl- I'm not gonna slurp. I'm gonna take a sip. Okay. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> Okay, it 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 tastes like lemon lime. It tastes like Seven Up. Amazing! Wow, Again. I couldn't have guessed. Shut up. <laughs> okay, this is uh, why I'm like they all taste the same. Well, I mean, we don't. You have only tasted one lemon lime soda. So you cannot say that they all taste the same because you haven't experienced more than one consecutively. Um, you should probably take a chaser, which is that uh, water the bottle water that I have here. Yes. So our chaser today. For our lemon lime mythbuster taste test, is water. Purified water from Ooh. the local Aldi. Yeah, the local Aldi grocery store. Um, okay. Have you? How, does your palate feel cleansed? Yes, the she taste feels of water was quite refreshing. She feels clean. <laughs> I feel clean. Lemony fresh. <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. So we got our sprite. I feel like just in general, a Sprite just tastes crispy. Like, I know you don't drink soda, but like, y'all know what I mean when I say crispy. I mean, (laughs) I mean, I've heard that um, the McDonald's Sprite, that'll send you to the Iditarods in Alaska. (laughs) That shit, fresh. It's it's got a, it's got that, that, that shit's fresh as fuck, but like. (laughs) All right, so we got our Sprite, so I got to do do the order. I got to smell it. Yeah, smell it. Okay, it does smell a little different. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but it's not as, like, in my face as the 7-Up, so. Because she knows what's up. She knows what she's doing. Now we're sipping. I mean, the flavor tastes the same, but, like, the carbonation is just more, I don't know. Is bitter, not bitter, but like it's like I said, it's just that got that, that, that pop. I thought we said it was crispy. Yes, it's got that crisp, that pop, that. (laughs) 
if you know you know no i don't say no, no i don't you don't know because you don't drink soda i say but um snap crackle and pop from rice krispies night <laughs> they like, said seven up was more smooth going down this was more bubbly cool <laughs> i promise i'm not disinterested i just don't understand i know it's okay. oh that was that was uh the starry was in a can i had the sierra or jeez, it's not sierra Mist anymore the starry is in a can so it was a can crackle and then the sprite and the seven up were in bottles because i didn't want to spend a butt ton of money on things i probably wasn't going to drink Ooh, so we got we had a we had a open in the can we got a drink of the week here guys <laughs> All right, I'm going to smell it. Ah! It doesn't really smell like anything, and I just spilled cold pop on my pants, so that's cool. Mm, <laughs> cold pop. <laughs> okay, we got a sip. Honestly, it's pretty good. Mm. Like, it's not overpowering. It just tastes more smooth than the other two. It does... It, it doesn't taste as sugary as Sierra Mist, so I mean, it does taste different. The flavor, <laughs> it's not like I'm injecting sugar straight up into your bloodstream. Okay, so yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. Honestly, I mean, I I can get behind that. Okay, all right, Pepsi. You got a little tier list for us? Which one's the best and which one's the worst? Um, I feel like one, two, three. Star is number one. Whoa, the new contender. <laughs> the new contender. The new contender is the number one in the game. And I don't, I feel like if I were to get a lemon lime soda, I still would drink Sprite more than 7-Up. So it's probably Starry, Sprite, and then 7-Up. Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, you got a contender. But yeah. So, uh, thanks, guys, for indulging <laughs> my stupid project. Motherfucking SodaGate. SodaGate 2023. Soda, like, that was insane. I remember, like, seeing this shit about it, and I've, like, I've never seen more discourse of people, like, crying over, like, a product discontinuation in a really long time. Like, they're like, oh, my God, why would they do this to Sierra Mist? And meanwhile, I'm like, when was the last time bitches be talking about Sierra motherfucking Mist? Like, I mean, that's true. That's true. It's always like them weird kind of off-brand ones where it's like, I don't know. Do you remember like the Crystal Pepsi or the Blue Pepsi and that kind of stuff being a thing? No, I remember Blue Ketchup, though. I thought it was the, was there Blue Ketchup? I thought it was just the purple and the green was a thing. I mean, I know there was purple and green. I thought there was Blue Ketchup. I don't know. Maybe there was. Maybe there wasn't. But I do remember the colored ketchups, but I don't remember colored sodas. No, that's valid. And now it's like they got, you know, all these Mountain Dews with the different flavors and stuff. I'm like, how are y'all going to keep track of what you like and what you don't like? That's too much. The shit that made me want to, like, throw shit at a wall. Like, literal, like, shit. Ew. Like, cow shit (laughs) at a wall. Uh The motherfucking Flamin' Hot Cheetos Mountain Dew. What the hell? I don't know what they were thinking. What the hell type of shit? And then I'm scrolling on Facebook and there's this girl on my Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, she'd be fun. Do I know do- her? No, but she'd be fun to do an episode about <laughs> if, <laughs> if we did not know each other. She would be a fun person to do an episode on. 
she was in her car and she goes Ooh, I love this. And it's the fucking flaming hot mountain dew. I'm just Ew. Like, are you okay? I'm sorry, but some things you just shouldn't mix. I'm like, are you okay? Like, what? Who are you? Like, like what you want to like, but also <laughs> there's going to be, I'm sorry, there's going to be some things I'm going to judge you on. I'm sure there's going to be some things people judge me on. And that's. Oh, same, me too. <laughs> and that's totally fine. I really don't care. But I like the flaming hot. Girl, you should have kept that to yourself. <laughs> you should have kept that in your car, girlfriend. Like, I've heard of it, but I can't even think of what the heck the bottle's supposed to freaking look like or anything. Um, I'm pretty sure the Flamin' Hot Mountain Dew is very red. Oh, it's red. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, I like, guess that makes sense. Oh, yeah, like the code red uh, shit. Like the code red uh, Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. Um, that should be fire engine red. I mean, I guess that makes sense because the Cheetos are in the same color. So, I'm like, where's my jalapeno cheddar? Dude, jalapeno cheddar is sacred. I'm so good. Where's my jalapeno cheddar Mountain Dew? <laughs> I would not drink that. You wouldn't? I mean, <laughs> if I mean, you, you wanted me to do another stupid thing, I'd okay. do it. Okay, would, okay. would you drink Flamin' Hot Mountain Dew? In general, or just as like in general, just say that I tried it. In general, in general, no. Then you probably wouldn't drink jalapeno cheddar Mountain Dew, and I would not judge you for it. <laughs> this motherfucking cheese. The jalapeno cheddar flavor of Cheetos period is superior. I gotta be in the mood to get some flaming hot Cheetos though. Like they hit the spot sometimes, but you gotta be in the mood for it. No, that is true. The, like trigger warning for flaming hot Cheeto lovers. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I'm just not feeling flaming hot Cheetos. Jalapeno cheddar, though. Mm-hmm. Very delicious. Well, okay. Like, well, I mean, kind of off topic, but not really. So, like, in high school. Okay. Did you guys have, like, vending machines and stuff? In yes, we did. Okay. So, like, I feel like at that time, like, <laughs> like 2010, 2011 peak period, like, that's when everybody was like fucking obsessed with the, I don't know, the flaming Hot Cheetos, the Takis. Everybody would get shit out of the vending machines just to specifically get that stuff. Okay. What well, were like, what well, were like your top three things that you'd get from the vending machine? That I would get from the vending machine. And I think they still do it now. It's like, so a drink was like the pink lemonade. From Ow! like, I don't know if it was like Dole or whatever, but yeah! like, maybe it was Dole. I think it was. It had like the green cap on it. Yeah. I'm so like, I I'm would love the pink up. lemonade. I'll get the pink lemonade. I really like that. And then, and it would be straight up. It would be <laughs> like the Minute Maid pink lemonade. Maybe it was Minute Maid. I don't remember. It was like, I think it was like a green cap and a green label. Maybe it was Minute Maid. Maybe it wasn't Dole. Anyways, I would get that, and then it would depend on what kind of Pop-Tarts were in the vending machine, because sometimes we didn't get the same Pop-Tarts all the time. So it would be either, like, a s'mores Pop-Tart, if they had the s'mores uh Pop-Tart, or I'd get the strawberry ones, and then, of course, I would get my jalapeno Cheetos. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Mm -hmm. What about you? You had, like, a top three. Absolutely. I got... (laughs) I usually would get the um hot buffalo wing pretzel bites oh yeah from freaking snyder's or Trader's yeah, or whatever yeah it is. The, the snyder's mm-hmm. oh, so good. hot buffalo wing pretzel bites mm-hmm. 
The Hot Fudge Sunday Pop Tarts. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Fucking matched. Unmatched. And finally, um finally I would get a lemonade. Just like a regular lemonade? Yeah. Like at the time I used to drink a lot of lemonade and now mm-hmm. I'm not like as much of a fan of lemonade. No, that's valid. Um, which is yeah. Taste change, obviously. Oh, for sure. But like, oh my god, when I was in high school, I would um I would like gather up all my change out mm-hmm. of my um out of my piggy banks. Mm-hmm. Because I was like our family was kind of not making a bunch of money. And Right. I mean who was? And <laughs> one time I ran out of money, like quarters in my piggy bank. And I was like, what the fuck am I gonna do? Mm-hmm. And so instead of going, well, I need to count my losses, my 16-year-old brain went, I need a motherfucking Pop-Tart. <laughs> so I went and I scrounged and I found mm-hmm. one of my New State Quarter collections. <laughs> no, <laughs> you did not. I sure did. <laughs> You bet I ripped that Alaska quarter out for a motherfucking hot fudge Sunday Pop-Tart. You know what? I haven't had one of those and I can't even tell you. It's yeah. been a long time. I ripped out that, was that motherfucker for a hot fudge Sunday Pop-Tart. I had 75 cents. Do they still make them? Like the hot fudge kind? I have to look. But anyways, mm-hmm. I ripped out a quarter for a hot fudge Sunday Pop-Tart. Mm-hmm. And was it worth it? 16-year-old me thought it was <laughs> worth it. 26-year-old me looked at the price of a fucking Alaska quarter and went, God damn it, I shouldn't have bought that hot fudge Sunday Pop-Tart. <laughs> Speaking of gates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mascara gate? Um, no, I have not. You've heard nothing about mascara gate. Dude, I really have not, no. Girl. Okay. I have been waiting quick waiting to hear quick context yes so i well quick quick context for the listeners quick context for the listeners and not amanda because amanda lives with me for everyone so all-inclusive i work part-time at a makeup store and so when new makeup products come out they kind of get a little like sometimes we'll do like little promotions for them like they'll get their own like end caps or we call them etagiers. Um Ooh, fancy. Yeah, I know. They're so fancy. So they'll get their own, like, their own specific etagiers mm-hmm. or their own little end caps. Um, and so for at least a month, because, like, on Saturdays, I'll work the truck shift. Mm-hmm. So I go in at, like, 5 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday mm-hmm. and... And I like unload the boxes, um, put out new, like put out the products. It could be new products. And about a month ago, we started getting shipments in for the L'Oreal Telescopic Lift Mascara. Okay. And, you know, the girls and I, we were making little jokes about it and and it's five o'clock in the morning and Mm -hmm. we'd see it and we're like, why are we getting full ass boxes of l'oreal telescopic lift mascara 
And we were sitting here going, okay, they must be doing like a big push of this soon. So this week, Mm -hmm. I see a video on my For You page from Michaela Nagara. Yes. Michaela Nagara. This is now (laughs) context for you and the audience. Okay. I see a video from Michaela Nagara. Michaela Nagara is a makeup influencer with 14 million followers on TikTok. Damn, girl, I didn't know she had that many. Yeah. Wow. She, she had, I, like, I just checked before we were, started recording, and it was, like, at 14.4. Mm-hmm. Um, She's pretty big. Yeah. And, like, I'd say she's probably one of the most, like, popular TikTok influencers, like, beauty influencers. Oh, for sure. And so she did a paid partnership ad with L'Oreal mm-hmm. for the telescopic lift mascara. Mm-hmm. And it looked cute. Like, it looked nice, and... You know, she made, like, a comment about it looking like false lashes. Mm -hmm. By the end of it, her lash size, like, doubled. Oh, wow. And so people were like, okay, was it the mascara? But then you can obviously see a lash band. (gasps) They put falsies on her. Yes, Michaela put false lashes on herself for the ad. Oh, my gosh. And... And, like, you could tell because, you know, some people were, like, um, they, like, did, like, a lash count, basically. So, she goes to put on her first coat. And she says, like, oh, look, this is so nice. And then she says, I'm going to put on a second coat of mascara just to see how well it works. It cuts to the next clip. Her fucking lashes have doubled. Okay. So, we're like, what the fuck happened? She's wearing lashes. She's doing the test on her right eye. Mm -hmm. But she has everything, like, her eye is all put together and everything on the left. Gotcha. Now, you could see the lash band kind of pulling up a little bit on the left side. Mm -hmm. And so, people were like, oh, my God, girl, why are you wearing lashes? Now, she has not said a thing. She quadrupled down in the comments of that video being like, yeah, girl, my my lashes look like they're falsies, but they're not. It's just the mascara. Oh, dang. No, girl. So people, you know, people were like, I feel lied to. I feel lied to. Oh, my God. Why would you lie about this? And I mean, she's been under fire before mm-hmm. about using like not false lashes, but like basically like lying is that uh, that's the word i can use like lying mm-hmm. um like, like for just on products in general or you yeah, think like, like towards endorsing yeah like for advertisements on okay. on things so like using filters when she's advertising a foundation mm-hmm. or um you know using facetune and like body morphing sort of filters mm-hmm. um if she's showing her body and you know okay. she talks about how she has like body insecurities and everything but it is at the same time like if you want to be seen as a trusted influencer or whatever you right should not you, be you using do filters yeah however of all the fucking people that could see this and come back jeffrey star mm-hmm. comes out of the fucking swamps of wyoming (laughs) as like hey bitches i'm back 
I'm going to I'm going to review this makeup starting next week, and I won't lie to you because I don't take any money from anybody. (laughs) Yeah, okay, Jeffrey. I don't take coin from any brands, and like the comments, the comments on this video, all these girls. All these girls who were probably bullies in high school that definitely went to nursing school. <laughs> they're like, oh, my God, Slay Jeffrey, you're the only makeup guru I trust. I bet you they're also all Republican. Oh, probably. Um, <laughs> And they're like, oh, my God, Jeffrey. Oh, my God, Jeffrey Slay. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, what type of fucking ass backwards world am I living in where everybody's like, Hey, Michaela, you put false lashes on? We're going to send you to hell. You're the Antichrist. Jeffrey? He could have stayed buried in the swamp where he belongs. Jeffrey could have stayed at the fucking yak farm. Oh, yeah, he's uh, selling yak meat now, by the way, if you didn't know. Are you serious? Really? Yeah, yeah. I really did not know. No, I haven't been keeping tabs on him at all. I I did 30-second research because I was like, the last time I heard of Jeffrey was when he made that apology video like out during the james and tati westbrook drama mm-hmm. and then how he kind of apologized but then he brought the blm movement into it and was like there's people dying why are you like mad at me for extorting people and possibly blackmail um so that's a thing that does not surprise me at all with him to be completely honest no no not Mm -hmm. at all Mm -mm. um but like it's so crazy like there is like the fucking um the beauty gurus the old beauty gurus of youtube like we're coming out of like the fucking crypts they're like the little crypt keepers coming out (laughs) because like all these older like youtube beauty gurus Mm -hmm. started talking about the mascara so like jeffrey laura lee Mm-hmm. Manny MUA, Raw Beauty Christie, fucking James Charles. I know technically he still has some rele- relevancy, but to me... Does he? I was like, hey. He does have... I, I think he has a similar... Re- well, bleh. he has a similar relevancy to, like, Jeffree Star. Right. Where he has, like, a little bit of a cult following, and everybody's mm-hmm. like, oh my god, James! You can talk to little boys all you want. <laughs> what? And you can admit it. And you can talk to little boys all you want. I'm going to follow you to the ends of the earth. <laughs> no. Yeah, but like, Y'all Jeffrey, James, <laughs> like, all the fucking beauty guru crypt keepers coming out of the woodwork. Mm-hmm. And like, all these people. Okay, you know what? Trigger warning for a lot of, like, really sensitive topics. Um, I'm going to play a sound. I mean, I don't know if this is going to do anything. Uh, I'm going to play this sound. Um, you know, just to indicate, hey, guys, I'm going to start talking about pretty sensitive stuff. And then I'll play that sound again when it's over. Um, hey, guys, Editor Carly here. Uh, just one more quick thing. If you guys want to fast forward to 34 minutes and 30 seconds, you'll also be able to avoid this entire conversation. So warning sound. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, so, so all these people, okay, Mm -hmm. like, all these people are excited for, like, these honest reviews from Jeffrey, Mm -hmm. but, like, 
either they're selectively forgetting or genuinely forgetting all these like racist and Mm anti-Semitic and like rapey comments Mm -hmm. that he's made over the years. And like, like I have a tiny little list. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm sure you do. I have a tiny list of things. This is just like little sprinkles on Jeffree Star's fucked up little cake of a career. So maybe these are things you know. Maybe these are things you don't know. So here's some things about Jeffrey. Okay. That I think people forget. Jeffrey said the N-word multiple times in his early music in his MySpace days. I very much remember that. I remember his music mm-hmm. back in the day. He mm-hmm. said on a live stream that he would pour battery acid on a black girl to lighten her skin in 2006. Disgusting. Um, He promoted self-harm and campaign ads. What the fuck? Um... As late as 2015, he was wearing Nazi symbolism on merchandise. Mm, um, no, he associated no, no, with no, no, and no. supported known child assaulter, Dobby Vanity of Blood on the Dance Floor. I remember that. Um, he told a black makeup influencer he'd beat her to the ground at an Urban Decay event and called her a man and a broke fucking rat. Oh, my God. He called another black makeup artist, Jackie Ina. Um, we, I love Jackie Ina, but he told uh, Jackie Ina... Um, that she was also a rat um, and called her a gorilla. What the fuck? Also, he only used the term rat with black people. That's fucked up. So even though That's the term okay. rat may not be seen as seen as racist, the fact that he used it specifically towards black women. And that's absolutely not okay. That makes it racist. All right. I am going to... Uh, well, actually, no. One more quick thing, because also James Charles jumped on this shit. Mm. James Charles is a confirmed pedophile. Ugh. He was like talking to kids on Snapchat. That doesn't. They were like seventeen-year-old at all. They were like seventeen-year-old kids, and then James Charles goes on a YouTube video and apologizes for it, and he's like, "I was desperate." I knew their ages. I was desperate. I'm so sorry, guys. And he still has a... You're not because you're doing shit like that. Yeah. So uh, we're going to drop this part of it. I'm going to play the sound now. But yeah, Mascara is getting played way more like... Because the whole thing is if a woman does anything mm-hmm. on the internet. Right. Especially like fucks up. Right. Okay. People are ready to crucify oh absolutely the woman for putting on false lashes and then you got jeffrey who's got the laundry list and they are ready to accept him with open arms and say jeffrey would never lie to me you know jeffrey may never lie to you for some coin but if you're not white he will be racist towards you. Mm. He will be racist towards you. Crazy. Isn't that fucking nuts? Like, that's insane. I mean, again, none of it is surprising. And some of it, I mean, you know, I knew, but I'm just like, eh. I'm just like, yeah, you're, I don't want to hear about you and your shit, sir. Right. Like, you, you can stay, <laughs> stay buried out in the boonies where you belong. There's some people whose careers need to end. And yeah. I would never want to wish like pain and suffering on anybody. All right. But like Jeffrey, 
go back in your hidey hole in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Go have fun with your yaks. We don't need you in the beauty space causing any more issues. Speaking of ending careers. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm excited to talk about this. You've had something <laughs> you wanted to talk about. Oh, yeah. So obviously we've talked about pan or not panic at the disco. Jesus, they are involved, but we talked about fallout boy. We did talk about fallout boy last week. Yes. Fallout boy coming back with a vengeance as they deserve. Um, But yeah, so panic at the disco or should I say Brendan Yuri? <laughs> Brendan Yuri and his three backup singers. Exactly. Brendan Yuri and his band. Because, you know, he's the only original member left of Panic at the Disco. So they are over. They are ending. (laughs) He really said, I'm going to go out with a bang. It puts out the worst album of 2020 fucking two. It's not good. That man's vocals are so fucking fried. Dude, I, I was on TikTok, I think yesterday. And like someone... I should have liked it and saved it, but I forgot. But someone was like going through the progression of like listening through like snippets of each of the albums. I think I've seen that too. And kind of just like, yeah, listen to like, you know, the shift and the change and his tone and all of that. And I was like, you can just hear it progress from where he's like, you know, starting out and getting his footing and then kind of in his prime. And then it's like the last few albums, you can just hear that he's just trying and fried. Man. And some of the like, uh, you know, YouTube clips or whatever that I've seen of him live. It's like, sir, we get it. You have the vocal range, but you gotta know when to stop because it's just not good. He really said, I want to go down into history <laughs> and did it in the worst fucking way. You could oh my God. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to be remembered. <laughs> remembered for screeching like a parrot. <laughs> he really said, Iago, Aladdin, Iago ain't got nothing on me. <laughs> he really did. Oh my god. <laughs> That'd be Brendan Yuri right there. You know what? That was that was spot on. Spot spot on impression. Yeah, I'm really good at Brendan Yuri impressions, apparently. Oh my god. <laughs> so like, okay. Here's where um I feel like this episode is very much a great uh display of mm-hmm. shit that you know that I don't versus uh-huh. shit that I know that you don't. Because uh, I'm sure later we'll be talking about something that I care about a lot and you could give two shits. But here's <laughs> my question. Yes. Because you said Panic and Fallout Boy are involved? Yes. How the fuck is Fallout Boy involved? Okay. So obviously, our, our age group, millennials. So you think yeah. back to, I don't know, like early myspace days right mm-hmm. did you did you have like the media player and shit on your myspace layout and 100% all 100 percent, i had the fucking media player and i changed my song every fucking day based on how i was feeling <laughs> oh for sure who did like, do that check out my new songs like if i liked a boy i'd put on like crush by david archuleta <laughs> certified bop and if um i broke up with a boy i'd play it put on that's what you get by paramore i'm like bitch valid <laughs> valid oh my god but yeah so Essentially, Pete Wentz kind of brought Panic at the Disco into the limelight and got them signed. So you remember how like Fueled by Ramen was a thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The music videos, all of that. Yep. So they got signed. And then, of course, it's like they're just like, ooh, Pete Wentz likes these guys. Like 
bring them on. So he listened to some of their songs. They got them signed. And of course, you know, the rest is history. They released their albums. Like So like, well, hold on. I thought that Pete Wentz was involved with Decay Dance and not Fueled by Ramen. Are those like... So it's so from what I found, as I look, like um, it was... It was all inclusive. Let me read this. Da, da, da. So they heard a couple songs and then uh, they wanted to sign the band. Oh, well, yeah, they are with. I can't fucking talk. Jesus Christ. I'm just going to give it to you because I apparently can't read. Upon hearing two to three songs during band practice, Pete Wentz was impressed and immediately wanted to, the band to sign to his Fueled by Ramen imprint label Decay Dance Records. Okay, Thank so, you. I was like, I so can't read. Fueled by Ramen is the uh, big conglomerate. Yes. Um, so basically, like, how... So basically how, like, TJ Maxx is a huge corporation, but Marshalls is a part of TJ Maxx. <laughs> yes. So basically... F- <laughs> Decay my dance, brain is so scrambled. Decay Dance <laughs> is the fueled by no. Decay Dance is the Marshalls and um, <laughs> fueled by ramen is the TJ Maxx. Yes, yes, yes. I wonder who Ross would be. You know what? I don't. We'll get back to you guys. We'll figure out. What <laughs> we'll the, let you know. We'll figure out who the Ross dress for less of the oh fueled by ramen conglomerate. <laughs> but yes, yes. Oh my god. So yeah. Anyways, okay. So, um, Pete Wentz heard a couple songs mm-hmm. and he wanted to sign them on to Marshall's Records. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, you know, obviously, we, especially in our era, you know, you think back to high school, like 2005, 2006, obviously. That's that, middle school, bitch. I mean, well, true. I mean, you're older than you, so that makes sense. But anyways, you think back to just that time period. Yeah. Like you're, you know, MTV, all of that shit. Like I would wake up at early in the morning getting ready for school throw on mtv and you'd see shit on the tv Mm -hmm. like you know all that stuff blowing up and we talked about myspace and the music players and you know following your bands and interacting and all that stuff so of course they blew up they got a following all of that so we have mr pete wentz here single-handedly starting their career (laughs) and ending their career because before it was announced um i don't remember I don't remember the specifics exactly if it was just like someone recorded it or if I saw it on TikTok or something, but it's like them, you know, talking about, um, talking to Pete Wentz and I think it was in his kitchen uh-huh. <laughs> and it's just, you see on the side of the fridge, um, like the birth announcement that Brendan Urie's having a kid. <laughs> you just see it on the side of his motherfucking was refrigerator. Was he making chocolate covered strawberries? Uh, maybe. I don't remember what he was making. It was chocolate covered something. That was a kiss of death. But you know what? Yes. He just, <laughs> he went out with a bang. He's like, up, oh, oopsie. And then it was like announced like the next day. He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm stepping back from, from the band, which is just your fucking self at this point, sir. Like you, you wrote it out until you couldn't write it out anymore. So you started the band and you killed the band, but whatever. Um, and he's like, yes, we're having, we're having our child and I want to focus on my family. So rip panic at the disco, but also not the worst thing ever to happen. So. Yeah. Mercury's <laughs> kind of a piece of shit. So like, I really yeah. don't care. But I was like, <laughs> I'm just like the way it played out though. I'm like, man, <laughs> I know like everybody, I think everybody's playing it more like, they're like, yeah, Pete posted this picture. Brendan's like, well, better in my shit. Like, I don't really feel like that that was the thing because, like, you know. Oh, yeah. F- 
things like things like those like major announcements mm-hmm. take time oh absolutely and you know they gotta make sure like because also like even though we're sitting here like is Brennan Yuri and that's it Brennan Yuri does have other people employed to do tour with I think the one thing that really really sucks mm-hmm. for like genuine panic at the disco fans mm-hmm. is that the final tour is it fucking Europe Oh yeah, so they're not even gonna get a chance to. They're not see even gonna have a final U.S. tour. The f- you're you're up. Go to fucking Switzerland, or you're lost. You're out. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. You know, I I would have liked to see them in concert. Obviously, not at this point in his career, but back okay. in their prime, like absolutely. Back in like the Brendan Ryan Ross mm-hmm. Dallin Weeks era, like oh yeah, oh my god, the fucking um. I mean, hi, I'm 30, and I like the Pretty Odd album, like, <laughs> and the Vices and Virtues album, I yes. think it is. Holy shit. That was like a magnum opus. But, like, the only, um, like, once, you know, Ryan and Dallin, like, mm-hmm. once all those guys left, and it was just Brendan Urie's solo project, mm-hmm. the <laughs> the Brendan Urie solo project era, um... It was like, there was some stuff that was really good. I forget the name of the first um, Brendan Urie solo project era album. I love that shit. I love, I I think it's pretty good. But then it just went downhill after that because it was fucking um, that album. Then I'm pretty sure it was Death of a Bachelor after that. Then after that, it was that one, the the album where he's like standing on a rooftop with his little like greaser quiffy thing. Mm-hmm. And then it had that one song on it that's really fucking annoying. Um, <laughs> you gotta be a little more specific. Than and that. then there's Viva Lost Shit Miss. Like, it's just not good. It's, it's just not good. No. So like... It sucks. I hate when people lose their jobs. But also, he kept writing the name, though. Like, we all know that. He kept writing the name, using Panic at the Disco for the clout, even though he was the only member left. He would have had just enough clout if it was just Brendan Urie and the shitbags. Like, <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. I'm just saying. You're not. No, you're definitely not wrong. But it's just like, oh, we built this project. It's successful. Okay. Like, dude, you really could have just gone solo and it would not have made a difference he went because that's literally what you were doing with a different name Mm-mm. sorry to your band i hope they find new jobs and people that will give them solid employment and actually you know give a shit oh about okay them. so i just looked it up so too weird to live too rare to die was the album i was talking about Mm-hmm. It is not a solo project. It is the final one considered a band project. Okay. Before Death of a Bachelor, Pray for the Wicked. And Viva Pray Los for Angeles. the Wicked was the one with fucking high hopes on it. That's that annoying shit. <laughs> and then Viva Las Vengeance. Mm-hmm. Imagine not putting an album out for four years and then putting out fucking garbage. You know what? I'd probably run away with my tail between my legs, <laughs> too. So speaking of getting your shit rocked by Pete Wentz, <laughs> um, okay. we've got a little bit of time left. And so I'm going to try and talk about this like as quickly as possible. Do take your time. You're Creator good. Clash 2 is coming. I know how hype you are. Last year was fun. Okay. So 
for anybody who does not know, Creator Clash is a uh, boxing event that was put together by um, iDubs, um, Ian, and his wife, um, Anissa. So Ian and Anissa Jama um, put together the charity boxing event. Um, it was so good last year, and I'm sorry in advance. It's going to be my personality for the next, like, three fucking months. The event's on April 15th. I am so hyped. <laughs> it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. I'm so excited. There's, like... You know, I feel like if people are interested, mm-hmm. I'd say like the week before the fights, I would love to do a little like segment where we look at all the fights and try and figure out like basically do predictions of who we think is going to win the fight. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And who's going to lose the fight and whatever. Oh my gosh, it's going to be so fun. So if you guys are um, interested, please let us know. Yeah. And what's cool about it is just like all the money is going to charity. That's um, the best part. Where like, you know, you have like... You have, like, you know, the KSI Logan Paul fights and then the Jake Paul Floyd Mayweather fights mm-hmm. and the, I can't believe I'm, I can't still can't believe this shit fucking happened. The Austin McBroom of Ace Family versus Bryce Hall from TikTok fight because mm-hmm. it was, like, the TikTokers versus YouTubers event mm-hmm. and there was, like, a whole scam, like, all these scams and all this bullshit around Ugh. that. So it's, like, really cool to see something that really, like, came from a joke because originally iDubs proposed to Rice Gum that they could do a boxing match. That's true. And originally Rice Gum said he'd do it, but then iDubs said, hey, I don't want any payout from this. We're going to donate the money to charity. If you agree, we're going to fight. And then Rice Gum backed out and called Ian a pussy. And so then like... And here we are. <laughs> and then we're here. And then, yeah, then they're they're there. Um, but no, the fights last year were so good. Um, like, I literally was just talking about this with some of the girls I work with at the makeup store. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, this is the most batshit crazy thing. I heard nothing about it last year until, like, maybe a week or two before. Yeah. Because, um, for one, um, obviously, like... As we go in more into the podcast, we're going to talk a lot about probably the things that, like, I'm interested in as well as you. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite YouTube channels of all time is Super Mega. And so when I found out that Matt and Brian were both having individual mm-hmm. fights, I was like, what the fuck is this? And then got into a rabbit hole and found all this stuff. So at first I was like, well, I'm just going to watch, like, I'll see if I can find the Matt fight and I'll see if I can find the Ryan fight on the day of the, um, on the day of the event. And then after that, I'll be fine. But then I found out that the fucking bearded guy from Epic Mealtime was fighting Aaron from Game Grumps. Right? I said, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> Where can I get a fucking ticket? And the content cop is fighting the doc, the hot, sexy doctor, mm-hmm. Dr. Mike. Mm-hmm. Get me on this shit, like, <laughs> today. Get me on it today. And, like, the event's online. I watched the whole thing. I was like, holy shit. This shit's so good. Um, like, this shit is so gas. If we had to figure out ass or gas, this shit. <laughs> so gas. Gas. <laughs> but, like, so I have, like, a list. Of, well, and also the other thing, when they did the weigh-ins, mm-hmm. there was, like, no fake beef. Because, you know, like, especially for the Austin McBroom and Bryce Hall fight, mm-hmm. they were, like, getting in each other's face, like, huffing and, like, blowing their fucking hot breath on each other and they're like i'm gonna fucking kick your ass bitch you can't fight for shit and i'm like you're like what the fuck 
this is so wwe core oh my god yes this is so like fabricated rest like fabricated feud for money core Mm -hmm. this is so undertaker versus mankind a hell of a cell 1998 core um which we'll bring up wrestling in a hot second because it's relevant but like the weigh-ins are really like no beef i remember one of them i forget who it was um and they were kind of like going toe-to-toe and shit Mm -hmm. and one of the fighters looks at the other and just goes bro we better like fucking kiss right now like <laughs> just like, you would never see that at a fucking ksi logan paul fight no you would not but like there's some people that are coming back um well you know what before i say that some of the highlights if you guys are interested in watching the first creator clash it's on idep's youtube channel um some of the highlights of the first creator clash were matt watson and dad's fight oh my god yes that was iconic for many so reasons. so good the fact that joe rogan talked about it on his podcast so funny and was like this father beat the shit out of his son at a charity boxing event and it's going on for like five minutes about how this father absolutely demolished his 17 year old son and then I the, thought it was funny because they just let him keep going. Oh, yeah. They let him keep they going. They let him keep going. And after like five minutes, they were like, oh, hey, those are YouTubers. This was like a YouTube boxing event. And then Joe Rogan's like, I feel so fucking stupid. And I'm like, yeah, because you're dumb. You're a stupid <laughs> ass bitch, Joe Rogan. Um, Oh, my God. That shit was so good. It was memed on Reddit as well. Like, oh, totally. I, I saw that. Like, I literally saw that fight on reddit Mm -hmm. being like father demolishes son and i was like he fucking made it my (laughs) bitch fucking made it (laughs) um the fight afterwards the alex ernst ryan mcgee fight Mm -hmm. that was some shit of a rocky movie that was good they're honestly i i enjoyed it it was so good and uh, ryan mcgee ryan mcgee was so sexy it could could ryan be our simp of the week Ryan is always my simp of the week. I mean, that's valid. He's he's very attractive. <laughs> so, oh, and the fact that they were like hugging each other like twenty times. If I was taking a doing a drinking game for every time Alex and Ryan hugged at the end of that um that match, I would have been fucking demolished. Mm-hmm. Um, the oh my god. The Harley, the Harley and Aaron fight. Harley from Epic Meal Time fighting Aaron from Game Grumps. I mean, Aaron's kind of tiny compared mm-hmm. to like six. Like, what is it? I think he's like six four or six six. He's a big dude. Harley six six. Like he fucking crazy tall. Um, Harley absolutely demolished Aaron. Um, and he's like, what? what no, because then he called out Doctor Disrespect. He's like, dude, you're six six. I'll kick your fucking ass. Oh, he did. Yeah, he did. He did. Um, and then obviously the main event of Ian versus Dr. Mike, Dr. Mike being a boxer, like doing like boxing and Mm -hmm. whatever for like 10 years, whereas IDEBS had done it for less than a year. Ian was supposed to originally fight Jeff Wittick, but because of all the issues with Jeff Wittick's face due to the, like the 
bulldozer, the crane accident. Right. He wasn't cleared by his doctor. And so Dr. Mike was like, oh, this is for charity. I'll kick your ass. <laughs> and he did. Um, they lasted five rounds. He did a great job. Um, it was a really good match. Oh, those were. It was so good. Um, but like, there's a ton of people coming back. Like, um, Charlie Moist Critical, he's coming back for commentary. Yes. Um, Esfend, he was the guy with the longer hair and the beard who would do the pre-interviews. Oh, okay, okay. He's gonna be coming back and doing the pre-interviews as well. Nice. Um, Akinola, he's coming back as the ring announcer. He was amazing. Akinola was amazing at um doing the ring announcement stuff mm-hmm. um really good job. chills doing post interviews oh, fucking chills i love him and also my favorite people coming back super is coming back doing the fucking national anthem this year oh re- really yes oh damn last year okay last year they had fucking airsoft fatty that was an that, event that is probably the thing that i play once a month for myself <laughs> And, like, when Ian posted Creator Clash online, he put it up as um, fucking Airsoft Fatty versus the National Anthem because Chris had to restart the National Anthem three times because he forgot the words. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, my God, I'm so nervous. And then by the third time, everybody just took the reins for him and he's just, like, rambling words. Well, they he were so supportive. Because he doesn't remember the fucking National Anthem. <laughs> they were so supportive. I'm just like, look at y'all. I am sad that Airsoft Fatty will not be back to do the nas- the national anthem. However, <laughs> so, <laughs> Matt has already said that Ryan has learned the first four words of the national anthem. And he's like, only 76 more to go. <laughs> oh, and my like, gosh. Honestly, they're so funny. Me. Um, okay. So, also some returning fighters mm-hmm. from last year. Um, obviously, Idubs. He's the main event. Of course. Um, Aaron from Game Grumps. Mm-hmm. harley dad's coming back i did see that mm-hmm. um ab um he also goes by star killer he did um a match last year oh, okay hundar i think ab is um i think ab is one of the producers of the h3 podcast oh, okay um hundar um i did a thing he fought um the odd ones out last year oh okay okay i got you. that poor kid got demolished by oh. i did a thing and it was his birthday. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> um, and Yodeling Haley, because Yodeling Haley was um fought against Minx mm-hmm. in um like their first like women's match. Mm-hmm. This year I think they have three women's matches on the card. Oh, that's cool. They have so last year there were nine matches on the card. Mm-hmm. This year there's twelve. Nice. There are three women's matches on the card. So I thought that was really that's what's cool. Up. So um, the following are fights that I'm excited for. Mm-hmm. I feel like m- at least one of these or both of these people you would know, mm-hmm. which is why I picked them. Mm-hmm. So, Aaron Hansen. Mm-hmm. Aaron Hansen of Game Grumps. Yes. Is fighting Jarvis Johnson. What? You know Jarvis, right? Yeah, like the from the... From YouTube? Kidding. Yes. No. I'm trying to... He does the the comment, the commentary videos, right? He does some commentary videos. He does some, like, Twitch streams and stuff like that. Um, but, like, Aaron versus Jarvis is definitely a way better matchup mm-hmm. than fucking Aaron and Harley are both in, like, completely different weight classes. Uh-huh. Both in completely different height classes. Holy shit. Um, 
So I feel like it's going to be a lot more of an even matchup, which I'm really excited for. Oh, yeah. Make it an actual level playing field. Also, the fact that... I don't know. Jarvis, like, when I saw Jarvis on the list, he was one of, like, two or three people I was really surprised to see. Mm -hmm. Because I never would have seen Jarvis as, like, a boxer. Or, like, a fighter. And so I saw him and I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, this is either going to be maimed to death Mm -hmm. or we're going to have a really great fight. I feel like for me, what I'm hoping at least, because it's a little bit more even matched, I'm hoping that the Aaron and Jarvis fight is this year's Alex and Ryan fight. Yes. I really, really, really hope so. Um, Another fight I'm excited for um, is Leon Hart. Um, I've never heard of Leon Hart, mm-hmm. but he's fighting Ethan from Crank Gameplays. I did see that he was on the docket for Creator Clash. I was like, okay, Eve. I know, like, so, like, once everything wrapped up, the second everything wrapped up and Ethan saw everything, I saw him immediately commenting, like, when can I get on next year? When can I get on next year? I want, like, I'm super motivated. I want to get on. So I wasn't completely surprised when mm-hmm. I saw Ethan. I was just like, Damn, I'm really happy that you're there. Right. I'm really excited to see Ethan, you know, go toe-to-toe. His ex-girlfriend Mika is also fighting too, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was really cool. Um, so I was like, okay, like, got a little <laughs> an ex sort of thing. I'm glad they're not fighting each other. <laughs> I'm sure they would, and they would be super cool about it. Oh, my like, God. Yeah, got my ass kicked by my ex-boyfriend. What a great YouTube, like... What a great YouTube, uh, like, clickbait title. Got beat by my ex-boyfriend in this <laughs> fucking creator clash. Sorry. Um, anyways. Um, another one that I'm excited for is um, this girl named Jayla. Mm-hmm. She's on TikTok a lot. Um, and she kind of, like, does, like, these little, like, gamer girl video she's super sweet she's really nice mm-hmm. she's fighting abelina sabrina oh abelina oh. you know okay abelina sabrina yeah gus johnson's, johnson's ex-girlfriend. ex-girlfriend yeah i hate to call her gus johnson's ex-girlfriend but unfortunately that's how a lot of people know who she is now i was gonna say like just for like context reasons, right just she's so mm-hmm. smart She's so, so smart. Oh, she's going to do awesome. I've seen her do, like, videos with, like, the Young Turks and all of that. She's just such a genuine, like... She just seems so nice. Yeah, she just seems like a genuine, like, kind person. And Jayla does as well. So it's so funny to see the both of them on there. <laughs> it's going to be interesting. And I just, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, go, Sabrina. Um, obviously I'm excited for the main event, which is Alex Wasabi and mm-hmm. Ian from iDubs. Of course. Um, Alex, Alex has done like multiple fights and like his like little boxing career as well. Um, I think he's going to do a great job. Ian got fucking jacked. Like he's more jacked than he was last year. Damn. Um, honestly. I mean, at this point he's had the whole entire year. So yeah. I mean. And like, honestly. <laughs> I have not seen a recent picture, so I I don't know. I mean, I'll show you later. Like, <laughs> please insert the simp of the week. Song I was later. like. <laughs>
Idubs is a simp of the week. <laughs> and finally, and finally, the fight that I am the most excited for. Mm-hmm. Motherfucking Harley from Epic Mealtime. Mm-hmm. Fighting seasoned WWE wrestler John Morrison. What? <laughs> so John Morrison, John Morrison was at the fight last year. Oh, okay. He was standing with dad. Oh. He was with my fucking dad. And I okay, don't know okay. what type of strings they pulled. I don't know what type of shit happened. But I'm like, who the fuck is John Randall Hennigan? When I'm like looking at the promotion and then I zoom in and I went, holy shit. <laughs> That's John motherfucking Morrison. John Morrison is jacked. He's, I mean, obviously. He's tall. And he's definitely like, especially with how big Harley is. John and Harley are like a great matchup. That's going to be interesting. Oh my God. I don't even remember what John Morrison's finishing move is, but you know what? If they allow him to do a little WWE finishing <laughs> move, I hope, I hope they, I hope John Morrison does like a, I don't know, tombstone pile drive. <laughs> that's, that's the Undertaker, but I hope the Undertaker allows John Morrison to do a two-stone pile driver on Harley. <laughs> Nothing against Harley. I love Harley so much. It's just because, like, John Morrison's a WWE wrestler. Man. John Morrison could two-stone pile drive me if he wanted to. <laughs> You're like, break me in two, please. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, but yeah, I am so, I am so, so excited I am so excited that they're doing this again. Um, and you bet your ass, I am going to be there. I'm not going to be there. It's mm-hmm. in fucking Florida. Um, but the fact that you have time to prepare. Like, and you are not confined by a strict work schedule. Oh, my. I mean, technically, I'm pretty sure April 15th, due to my, like, part-time work schedule, I'm going to probably have to work that day. Mm-hmm. Um but I will be home in time for the event. Um, we gonna watch it. What? <laughs> I said, we gonna watch it. I swear to God. Yeah, we're gonna watch it. Um, and I don't care. Sorry, guys. We're making an episode about it. Even if it's just me rambling for a fucking hour because Amanda didn't care enough to watch it. I'm gonna <gasps> be like, oh my God. Oh my God. Did you see Harley do the tombstone pile driver on John Morrison? Like, <laughs> Did you see Alex Wasabi sweep the leg of Ida's? I'm, d- I'm going to do it. I'm going <laughs> to do it. And if there's only one person that tunes in, that's fine. That is a sacrifice I am willing to make. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking, no, it's going to be fun. Yeah, it gonna is. It's going to be real fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um, and speaking of sacrifices, I think this is a good time to wrap us up. And shoot our basket into the ball. Into the to the ball, into the basket? Yeah. <laughs> Amanda, do you have anything to say to our friends before we wrap things up? Um not not so much. Just welcome to episode five, y'all. Hope you enjoy it. I don't know. 
my brain scrambled. I love at this how we're point. at the end of the episode, and you're like, "Hey guys, welcome. I hope you enjoy it. Um, I hope you have a great time listening to the last minute and a half of the episode um, because it's the best part. It's obviously. so <laughs> it's so kidding. kind and considerate of you, but also my concept of time <laughs> is not great. <laughs> um. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for coming to the fifth inaugural episode of the Between the Fridges podcast. Um, feel free to follow us on social media. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Between the Fridges. Um, our podcast is officially on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and our distribution platform of Anchor FM. Um, if you have any content suggestions or just want to drop us a line. I'm still looking for fan fictions to read on our podcast. <laughs> Feel free to send a link to us at betweenthefridges at gmail.com. If you send them on Instagram, I will not reply to you. Um, also, um, if you want to follow us, um, the links to mine and Amanda's personal accounts are below. Um, give us a hoot say hello that is the only place I, at least i will allow you to just say hello to me <laughs> um i don't know about amanda apparently she wants to read that in the emails but <laughs> wow what a just fucking she, clown on me she wants to just she wants you to come into emails and say hi so she can bake you some motherfucking cookies or something only um, if you give us a five-star review so man well thank you again for coming to the fifth inaugural episode of the Between the Fridges podcast. And with that, my name is Carly. I'm Amanda. And we will hopefully see you next week. Yeah. Thanks for joining. <laughs> so like, you sounded like you're about to do like a mic drop. Thanks for joining. Carly out. <laughs> no. <laughs> I would only do that if we had our own gate. If we had our own gate, because you know we have like, um, fucking mascara gate. Mm-hmm. Soda gate. Mm-hmm. Panic gate. Yeah. What would our gate be called? I don't know. I want my gate to be called fat ass gate. <laughs> Her ass was too fat for this world. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs>